Welcome to Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Sanasi, the creators of MageStack, the Magento operating system. Sanasi is the leader in high-performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. Check them out online at sanasi.com slash magetalk. And by TaxJar. After simple installation, get accurate sales tax collection, detailed state reporting, and filing. Then get back to the business of running your business. Visit TaxJar today at taxjar.com slash magetalk and receive a 30-day free trial. And by Dropship 360 from Logic Broker. Magento merchants now have a solution for complete dropship automation. Check them out today at logicbroker.com. Hello and welcome to Mage Talk episode 55, Magento Community Podcast. Uh, today is a day of days. Today is a day that will uh, live on in the annals, the very annals of history, uh, if you will, uh, because we have a special guest uh, here with us today, Mr. Paul Bouvier. How are you? Yeah. Applause, 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 applause. Hi, Phil. Good to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm, so if for those of you who aren't in, uh, initiated, Paul Bouvier is uh, head of product, right, at uh, Magento. Yep. And, uh, uh, but his email, I think, ends in ebay.com, right? That is true. For yeah. now. <laughs> um, uh, so that's, that's cool. Thank you so much for joining us. And I know you've been listening to the show for a little while, um, mostly to tell us what we get wrong. Um, so I thought, you know, w- wouldn't it be great if we had Paul on the show to actually, you know, set the record straight and tell us, uh, tell us all the things that, you know, we're getting wrong, uh, over the last year or so. Um, that's going to cut out, you know, t- dozens of minutes of errata. So. <laughs> well, we'll have, uh, uh, what I should do at some point is maybe just have your guys' lawyers get with my lawyers and, uh, and you know, and, uh, oh, speaking of which, so if this Magento thing never works out for you, um, <laughs> there's a, what? well, I'm saying I, I, we all know it will, but I have to segue somehow into talking about this. So I have a friend okay. who's in, uh, uh, tech, uh, in legal tech and, uh, mm-hmm. because we were all, you know, like people in tech do, we were standing around comparing our billable rates, if you will, you know, it's like we, you know, and we, it's like, uh, he, you know, I was like, oh, my billable rates, like, I don't know, you know, $100 an hour, $150 an hour. Oh, mine, $225 an hour. And he's like, oh, I've got you all beat. He's like, my billable rate is 550 bucks an hour. I'm like, holy crap, what do you do? He's like, oh, yeah, I, I write uh, redaction software. Um, I'm, I'm like a master in this, like, legal redaction software. And there's like four people like me in the world. So if, if if Magento doesn't work out for you or any of the, you know, dozens of listeners of Mage Talk, um, get into legal redaction software. There's apparently a lot of money in it. Um, All right. Thank, okay. Thanks for the tip. So anyway, that aside, so what is it that you do, uh, Paul, uh, from day to day? What what does it mean to be head of product? Head of product. Um, well, for Magento, it means that I largely uh, manage a team of really smart uh, intelligent, passionate people, and then I um, seize their glory and make it my own. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I try to, I try to give them more credit because um, I do really have a fantastic team. But you know, the day to day for us is what you would expect of any uh, agile software shop. Um, you know, they're they're each running individual uh, sprint teams. Um, typically, you know, could be three to five sprint teams, sometimes even more. Uh, depending on just how uh, badass that product manager is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, then we get together on a weekly basis and we do our project roll-ups um, specifically around Magento 2. That's been the big focus. Right. Um, 
but with Connect cranking up and uh, other projects here and there, uh, you know, certainly the focus is a lot broader now than than just Magento two. And and so my job is to uh, take the business strategy from uh, our our exec team and help translate that into the product vision, and then just uh, get out of people's way and and remove roadblocks from my team so that they can. Uh, work with their individual sprint teams and, and, and make good stuff. Wow. That's awesome. How long have you been doing this, uh, at eBay? Uh, I joined eBay in December, uh, 2011, uh, originally as part of the X.commerce adventure Mm -hmm. in, in tech focused, uh, architecture in search of a problem. And, uh, and then quickly (laughs) moved over to Magento. Um, they had a cool, they had a cool vision and I bought into it. I was, uh, I was, I was leaving a platform at a company that didn't realize they had such a successful small business product. And, and I wanted to go somewhere where where people were putting a lot of time and effort and resources um, to really change the small, uh, and mid, uh, market, uh, for retailers, because that's what I like to do. I love e-commerce and, right. uh, you know, X-commerce certainly, you know, gave off that vibe and had that vision. It was certainly a big vision. I think just, uh, you know, there were, there were some challenges along the way. I don't want to linger on that topic. Um, but I joined sure. in 2011 and, uh, got to switch over to work on Magento in, in 2012 and, um, and then the rest is history. And you, you, so you just missed like barely uh, the innovate announcement of the fabric then that year. Right. So you came in just after that. Uh, oddly enough, I was actually in one of the videos uh, at the innovate conference um, <laughs> really? as part of his former role. I had, I got to go to the pain pal boondoggle. I mean, critical uh, partner meeting and they pulled me aside and said, Hey, you want to film this thing for, uh, you know, uh, one of our conferences? I said, yeah, sure. I, I like doing that stuff. And, uh, you know, didn't know how much they were going to use uh, of of what they filmed, and, and and sure enough, I get there on the day of the show, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Donahoe is is announcing it, and you know, my face pops up on there three or four times in, in that video segment, and <laughs> my phone starts blowing up with text messages, and it's like, whoa, I had no idea. Oh, that's uh, so and, cool, man. Yeah, I was interviewing at the time, but uh, yeah, I wasn't on board at that, at, at that conference. I just uh, got okay. to sit there and go, Oh my God, how much money is this costing? <laughs> there was a lot of money. Uh, th- that was, was a lot of money. Yeah. I remember was... a Winnebago or something. Um, yeah. In addition to drivable beer go-karts. So <laughs> it was kind of beating the pants <laughs> off my last, uh, platforms, uh, merchant conference. So I wow. was just, uh, I was a gog. Wow. And, and, uh, and so then you came in, you, you, you made a transition in, uh, 2012 or so then over to Magento. Yeah. Right? yeah. When you yeah. showed up on the Magento product team, I mean, uh, uh, let's, let's assume for a moment that they did everything right up to that point. Um, what, what did you see as immediate challenges or, or immediate, I'm sorry, let's rephrase that. Sorry. What did you see as immediate opportunities for uh, improvement in the ecosystem or, or ways that you, you know, what, what did you see that you could bring to product um, that may have been lacking at the time? Uh it wasn't so much, you know, solely bringing it to product. Um, I think we had uh, a good product team in place at the time. I mm-hmm. think the challenge was, you know, it's Magento. It's a very developer-centric platform. And, and 
you know, so there was, there was almost this mindset that, you know, we're building it for developers and, and merchants just happen to use it at the end of the day. And it, right. so, so, you know, part of the opportunity was saying, Hey guys, um, we have customers and we have users. Uh, the customers are the ones that actually pay us. And, and that's typically the merchant. Right. Uh, then we have users, which are both merchants and developers. So we really needed to kind of broaden the focus beyond, you know, this amazing, fantastic, flexible developer focused platform. And, you know, at the end of the day, let's, let's make sure we're putting as much passion and energy into the merchant side of the house and giving them tools mm. that they can use. Cause you know, they don't want to send somebody to a fundamentals of Magento course just to run the admin, right. They want right. turnkey, simple, you know, let me work as efficiently as possible. Cause the one thing, you know, small to medium businesses don't have is time. And so the best thing we can do to honor them is, is give them tools that are very easy to use powerful and you know a great value do you uh do you think we've we've then transcended in magento do you think we've transcended the developer platform mentality or understanding and and we've actually kind of merchants get us like your customers your actual customers do you think they actually grok you know what it is magento is and purports to do um it depends on on the merchant um the ones that are more technically savvy absolutely they get it uh, even ones on the business side are now starting to stand up and go, okay, I, I get the value. I get you're allowing me to innovate at a pace that I, that I couldn't do perhaps on another platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're kind of in our journey still uh, in terms of the bringing ease of use throughout the admin. Um, but you know, if you go download the code on GitHub right now from Magento 2, you're going to see a different look and feel there. You're going to see different interaction patterns uh, and, and that is a reflection of, you know, a renewed focus and a great team, uh, that, that Jonathan has built up in, mm. in that UX team that, uh, we really partnered with to kind of make sure that merchant message, uh, was played loud and clear for, for everybody. Right. Jonathan's the, uh, the, the UX guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's head of our product design team. He's the one, he's the one that wears the, uh, orange scarf, right? <laughs> That's John Couch. Okay. Okay. That's another guy. Okay. <laughs> can't I can't distinguish. You have too many Johns on your end. Jonathan's from Austin. Gotcha. And, uh, it's, it's like uh, elementary school all over again. It's like John A, John K, John C, John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's there great. To, there used to be three Pauls, but I think I've outlived them all. So <laughs> I, you know, I can I can lay claim to Paul at Magento. Okay. <laughs> there can be only one that's right i am the highlander <laughs> that's awesome uh so and then at what point did you transition over to magento 2 or did you come on like out of the gate saying magento 2 is is my focus as no as- no def- definitely not uh i actually was aligned on magento 2 by my former manager um jimmy duvall i don't know if you ever met oh, him I, I, yeah i know jimmy i know jimmy yeah. 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 So yeah. Jimmy and I, uh, actually, you know, Magento was the third company we worked together, uh, on and, you know, oh, we, wow. we'd both done a startup called Homestead back in the day and, and he left that one and I stayed on a little longer and, you know, I got to looking around and, uh, you know, saw a position at, at Yahoo that looked interesting to me. And, uh, the only person I knew there was Jimmy. And I said, Hey, you know anything about this position? He said, uh, yeah, it's still open. I'm the hiring manager. So, uh, quickly interviewed and went over there to work with him. And I was working on Magento when they brought him in, uh, as, as the head of product. And and so, um, you know, Jimmy kind of knew my background and and strengths around merchant experience 
And so uh, when we kind of re-kicked off Magento 2, uh, he had aligned uh, Doug McKeever to work on the platform pieces and, and the architecture there. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be leading up the merchant-facing uh, functionality, so the stuff that we're working on, you know, for part of it for 2.0, but some for 2.1, 2.2, and, and so forth. Uh, so, so Jimmy was the one that actually kind of aligned the teams that way. That's awesome. And you, you have a, um, uh, uh, I don't know, you have a very like large personality. I mean, you do a lot of speaking <laughs> at, at a lot of these events. Uh, like you're, you're kind of the personality in my, in my opinion, you're kind of the personality of the product and in a way that uh, uh, it, it fills a void. Um, I think that we've been missing or seems like continuity. Um, oh, who's the, uh, who's like the CMO of Magento that, uh, did, uh, Gary Foreman. Yeah. Gary Foreman. So you're um, like, you're like a, you're like a, 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 a dime store Gary Foreman is what you know. <laughs> <laughs> I could um, never fulfill his shoes. He was, he was one of the comedic greats. Um, but you know, if I, if I can bring a little of my personality, then, uh, then I'll consider it a job well done. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's, uh, it's really needed in this, in, in, in Magento. I, I really love the authenticity of the people that have, uh, you know, that have, kind of been running the show for mm-hmm. uh, the last, I don't know, year. Um, mm-hmm. Craig Heyman, especially. Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, in particular, I, I think he has a real authenticity about him. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to say this in a way that comes off as like condescending. Uh, he's not terribly polished, but in a good way. Like it's, it's in a, it's in a way that um, uh, again, I could get in trouble for saying this. I can say this, no one else can say this, but uh, you know, Roy Rubin wasn't terribly polished, but you know, and he was authentic. But it yeah. was it was in a different way to Craig, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I kind of oh. like I like Craig's delivery. And I think you guys all, especially like in 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 these events that you take part in, maybe you could tell us a little bit about some events. Uh, uh, but, you know, you guys, uh, you the two of you come together to me to kind of like form the face of Magento at these events. And uh, so that's cool that they keep put, they're like putting you out there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like to do it. I mean, it's the, you know, that's, that's my one chance to kind of share my passion about the product and, and, and hopefully by, you know, stepping up there and sharing some information, I also, and doing it in kind of a a genuine and, you know, disarming manner, uh, I can encourage, you know, any merchant, any developer to approach me at any time and, and give me their honest feedback about the product and, you know, challenge me on the things that I'm saying on stage and, you know, you know, giving us credit where it's due, where they like something and, mm-hmm. you know, tearing us a new one where, where we did something <laughs> that they didn't like, um, you know, hold us accountable. And, you know, I, I agree, you know, Craig's got a, a genuineness to his delivery and authenticity. And, you know, there's, there's that fine line between polished and rehearsed and right. over rehearsed. Right. 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 You know, it just, it doesn't, you're not speaking from the heart at that point and you can, you can have great delivery. Um, you know, but it's just kind of like, it doesn't fit with the culture and spirit of Magento to right. be too overly polished. Um, you know, we're, we're people at the end of the day, building software, hoping that, you know, people find great value in it and, and build a community together because, you know, we're better together. Uh, so, well, I just, I, there, there's an interesting thing. Um, uh, it's one of those things that I saw play out at Innovate in 2011. And, and I guess this is, it's such a stark contrast to, you know, that was the beginning of Magento with eBay. And, mm-hmm. and at that conference, I saw a lot of things like, Hey, there was a lot of promise and there was a mm-hmm. lot of hype. Um, but I saw some things that, you know, maybe didn't come into fruition the way we thought it would. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like most notably, there was a, a a video role where there was like this little soccer shop, right? And they were they did this yeah. this whole thing about oh, we can fulfill from our soccer store, and look, we're doing this mm-hmm. today. And I those kinds of things, you know. I, I don't know. That's just, that's very not Magento. Magento has never been that way. Magento mm-hmm. Magento is more like, uh, it's not about promise. I mean, there is some element of promise, but it's, it's more about building on what we've done. Like, Hey, look what we mm-hmm. did. Look what we did. Yeah. We did this. This is not, you know, this isn't vapor. This is what we did. Yeah. I think that's why. And, uh, and maybe you can speak to this. I think that's why the Magento two thing and, and the promise of Magento two has been a little bit, you know, hard to digest for some people. Um, mm-hmm. because they're used to Magento saying, Hey, we did this, look at what we did. Um, mm-hmm. now go use it. And, yeah. and, and they're not used to Magento making promises. So I, maybe you could give us a little bit of a, uh, a background about the challenge that you've had to basically, you know, you've inherited this challenge that was, you know, put in front of you from, you know, a previous administration, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like the, you know, the Democrat that's coming in after the Republican and, <laughs> Blaming the administration. Um, <laughs> no, you I should never do that. I, I don't think you have to. No one's. Looking. I don't want to do that, but you know, I do remember you know the first Magento Live UK event that I went to. Um, you know, a merchant kind of. I, I was brought in to you know talk a little bit at the uh, you know merchant to merchant meeting, mm-hmm. and and they started asking some really pointed questions, and you know at first uh, I got a little defensive about it. You know, it's kind of like you know, this isn't my problem. And, you know, that somebody, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, like we, we have to own it. Nobody else can own that. Uh, until I get a time machine and become Marty McFly, you know, I can't do <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't do that. So we do have to own it. And, and so I, you know, kind of made a statement that I don't think it got me in trouble, but it kind of shocked a few people. And I said, listen, you know, we weren't working on this back in 2010. Um, you know, but we are shifting our resources now and have done this and are putting full effort towards this. Mm-hmm. And, and when we give you dates, uh, those will be hard dates and we will keep those dates. Uh, cause I agree, you know, Magento was about this yearly cadence and, uh, delivering, you know, that, that big bang, uh, feature release for one mm-hmm. X and, and suddenly we're talking replatform and it doesn't fit within a year. Um, and you know, how do you go from an uh, event driven software development right. to actual agile software development <laughs> in a transparent manner? And it's, you know, it, it's definitely, it was a culture shift, um, within Magento, but you know, we've, we've reaped the benefits of that, right. you know, by having this transparent, uh, development process and allowing our community to kind of come along for the ride. And, and now, you know, starting as of December, contributing uh, pull requests. And right. you know, we're starting to see the first kind of real ones that move beyond, you know, catching some magnetos that probably snuck into the code somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're seeing some real stuff in there. And it's like, that's, that's exciting. That's, that's more open source than Magento's ever been. So how hard did you have to fight uh, for that? Not that the, the, and, that kind of insinuated that people didn't want that to happen. Like, uh, you know, you, you guys are focused on putting out a product, right. And at the end of the day, like, how do you, how do you quantify this unknown of the community's contribution? Right. How do you quantify that and say, Oh, well, the community will help and step up and do this. Well, you can't really rely on the community. Right. So why get diverted 
And because uh, you don't really know what they could possibly do. I, I, I see you driving some effort toward that. Maybe you could talk about it. But, you know, how did you actually get resource to say, hey, this is going to be hard for us, but we need to do it because it's part of who we are. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lay claim to credit on this one because sure. um, I think the, the final push on this and, and kind of the passion and commitment actually came from uh, Max Yukaterenko. Uh, he was the one that kind of pushed us across the goal line and, and said, this is the right thing to do. And, mm. and, and we have to lead this and, and he's on the dev side, right. Which is where you'd expect, you know, the, the last of it to come from. Right. Um, and, and he was, he was really responsible, but there, there was that debate, um, you know, yes, we're open, but we're open in the sense that we give people access to the code. We're not open in the sense that, you know, uh, other projects on GitHub that, receive contributions and have uh, community committees mm-hmm. deciding on what gets in and out. And, and it, it, what was funny is I think everybody wanted to do it, but everybody thought somebody else owned the decision on it. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember getting some, some pointed questions in, in Austin when I was there, when somebody was like, why don't you guys do this? And I was like, wait a minute, do you, do you think I'm saying no to that? Cause, cause I'm not, I'm saying, go, go, go. I'm saying, Let's take the leap of faith. And I think that's what it came down to, which is we didn't know how much output we're going to get, but we all recognize that if we don't at least, you know, start to move that direction, start to open it up and make the first investments that it's never going to happen. And we're going to be worse off regardless um, when Magento 2 goes out and people aren't really engaged around it. So it, it, it was a leap of faith. And I think it's, you know, proven out that it, it's generating um, a lot of traffic to the GitHub and, you know, hopefully increasing pull requests. I haven't monitored it too, too closely. Um, but, you know, I, I can't wait till the day where, you know, a majority of our announcements could be around somebody else contributing something right. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's, we, we had that moment after Imagine this year where we kind of, we liked the stories that we put up there so much that we all kind of looked at each other and said, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't we be successful if, you know, Mark or I, or, you know, anybody else on the Magento side really had kind of a minor portion of the day on uh, the stage. And it was really about merchants sharing their stories right? and, and their success. I, I would consider that successful. Um, you know, people still know, still want to hear about the roadmap too, and that's good, but you know, I'd much rather, you know, have merchants hear from other merchants and, and learn from that and, you know, really drive more value um, to their own businesses from, from the content that we share there. Mage Talk is brought to you in part by Sinassi Hosting. Sinassi is the creator of MageStack. They are a PCI DSS compliant leader in high performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. They run Magento Platform as a Service Stack for small, medium, and enterprise businesses, and they started about 180 pounds a month. You can find out more about them today at sinassihosting.com slash magetalk. And by TaxJar an official Magento technology partner. TaxJar automates your sales tax rate calculations without breaking the checkout. It summarizes your sales tax reporting by state and local jurisdictions, and it even files your returns automatically. Installation is fast and easy, and so is the pricing. There are no contracts and no annoying salespeople. Stop spending time on sales tax. Get back to growing your business. Visit TaxJar today at taxjar.com slash talk for Magento sales tax done right. Dropship 360 from Logic Broker. 
Dropship 360 allows Magento merchants to have a solution for complete dropship automation. Dropship 360 allows merchants to easily add and rank vendors, view vendor inventory, configure order sourcing, and much more. Logic Broker is a Magento Gold technology partner. You should check them out today at logicbroker.com. Could you uh, give us a little bit of a, a, a preview? I, I know today or tomorrow uh, or yesterday, I don't know when, when this episode is going to land, but it's going to land somewhere around uh, a webinar that's supposed to come out. Could you give us a little bit of a sneak peek about uh, some of the stuff that was talked about in the webinar um, and, uh, and, and what we should expect in the coming weeks uh, around the merchant beta of uh, Magento 2? Uh, sure, but uh, the uh, HR team and the marketing team that's here with me may edit my comments. <laughs> so, um, first and foremost, the biggest feature we're working on is boo. And, uh, you know, we'll, the, we'll then be moving on to work on boo and boo. No, um, yeah, those are probably pretty weak sound effects, too. No, I like them. I'm keeping them. Pump that up in the post production. I will. I'm um, <laughs> big all right. time. Get, getting back to the real stuff. So, you wouldn't have to be Nostradamus to uh, predict the stuff that we're going to work on. It's the things that merchants uh, rightfully and regularly uh, gripe about what's missing from the platform um, staging, uh, you know, right. a critical feature uh, that we're going to be addressing early on in the year. Uh, it's long overdue. Uh, you know, we want to empower marketers and merchandisers uh, to be able to preview changes, uh, you know, under specific conditions, mm. you know, at, at the time it's meant to go live with a certain customer segment, with certain, you know, promotions that are live and, and be able to do that in a preview environment um, that doesn't impact production. Uh, and, and so that's, that's definitely a big one. And, and just focus throughout the platform in, in areas that are predictable, uh, search, merchandising, promotions, CMS, uh, data and reporting. Uh, we have kind of a broad spectrum uh, of features uh, that we're going to go after uh, and, and so I don't think people will be surprised. Hopefully we, uh, they won't be surprised with the themes. Hopefully they'll be surprised with the delivery and, and um, perhaps some of the innovative ways we can address some of the features in there. Uh, Cause I think we have uh, a, a team that's gelled really well and I can't wait to start delivering quarterly uh, rather than uh, once a year. Yeah, that's huge. I kind of, it makes me wonder like what you would even talk about it. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably have that problem too. Somebody will say, "Wait a minute, no, we can't <laughs> can't release quarterly because then we will have nothing to talk about." So, but um, Apple does it every year. Why don't we do it every year? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, as, as soon as we're launching a, an iPhone or I whatever, I contact. Um, uh, you know, we, we can do that. Uh, until <laughs> oh, then, awesome. merchants want features uh, and, and they want ongoing value, and 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 we aim to deliver it. What date are we looking at for Merchant Beta on Magento 2? Uh, Merchant Beta is just around the corner. Uh, we've said mid-July, okay. uh, which we could reasonably assume is July 15th, and that would be a safe assumption. And so we, we have those merchants, and we're finalizing the contracts, and you know the intent is to get a, a number of uh, beta merchants live in production prior to the GA, um, you know, so they're, they're building actually, uh, sites that they will deploy, um, prior to our GA date in Q4. And, uh, you know, will there be, uh, I'm sure we could figure this out if it, if, if we took long enough, but, uh, will there be any fanfare made around those merchants, uh, or was it going to be completely stealth mode? Uh, 
I, I, one would expect if we're doing a beta uh, and we're getting production sites live before the GA that there may be some fanfare. Okay. It's <laughs> the best fanfare I can pull off. Oh my God. Paul, we've got to have you like on just to like supply the sound. You, you can just be, the sound guy. yeah, yeah. You're on our morning show. If, if Made Shock was a morning show, you'd be like Paul the Greek or something. Like you'd be, <laughs> you'd be like the guy in the background that just, you know, hits the soundboard. That is the second um, career tip you've offered me. I don't know what you're kind of trying to tell me on the side. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think this this it's safe to to talk about the uh, merchant beta as if it's already existed because uh, hopefully this this episode doesn't leak early. But I think this this you're safe to talk. Um, when you when you say you're bringing on people in the merchant beta phase uh, for for production sites, uh, are we talking you know U.S. only merchants? Um, uh, no. Okay. No, we 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 actually established kind of a, a scoring methodology uh, for the merchants that we uh, wanted to let into the beta because we obviously as soon as we started talking about this, there was a lot of merchants that that came knocking and said they wanted to get involved. Uh, and so part of the scoring was we can't just have uh, U.S. based merchants. That's silly. Magento is not U.S. based, so exactly. we have to cover our core geographies. And so you know we said we're going to have some U.S. Uh, some EMEA, uh, some APAC, and, and and you know we've got that now in, in the blend of merchants that we're looking at for the for the merchant beta. I, f- we, I feel we, like uh, Antarctica is sorely underrepresented in your uh, in your in your and Greenland and Greenland. And Greenland. Somebody posted that uh, that map that had uh, showed where all the certified extension developers are, and I, I, t- I told my people in Greenland to rise up. <laughs> And, and, and I'm not sure if they have the dates. So. <laughs> They're very confused if, if those are the Iceland. If that's chillier, I think it's chillier in Greenland, right? And Iceland is the is the one that's actually green. That's correct. The Vikings were yep. all yep. tricky that way. Yep. Yeah, it's because the the Vikings were really just trolls. Yeah. Like making, they they name things just to you know, <laughs> just screw with people. Greenland, good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so I, I think that's a really like smart focus, uh, if you will, that they, that you, you're thinking about, you know, you're not just us based, us based company, uh, to some degree. I mean, you have presence pretty much everywhere nowadays. Um, yeah. but, uh, uh, you know, I would say arguably your lar- largest market is EU, right? Like wouldn't, isn't, is that still the case or no? Uh, or Australia, you have a huge, you have an amazing, uh, Magento has an incredible, uh, dominant yeah. presence in e-commerce in Australia. Yeah, yeah, the Aussies do like them some Magento for sure. Um, <laughs> they they're definitely one of the top five markets in terms of percentage market share. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a very kind of winner take all market, right. which, which is great um, when you're a winner, and and not so great when you're not. Um, <laughs> uh, I, but I think I think you're right. You know, UK, Germany, France. Um, EU together is a huge market for us. I've never, I'm not sure I've seen the, you know, revenue amount breakout or oh, the sure, yeah. uh, merchant count breakout. Yeah, you'd save that for the Ben Presley episode. <laughs> if I can get anyone from, from that side, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll save my sore, my sore loser uh, uh, <laughs> rant for somewhere else, which don't, don't ask PR about You're this episode. busy selling licenses, making sure that we can I know. funding development. <laughs> so I don't want to distract them either. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so one of the things that uh, I've now lost my train of thought because I'm thinking about like Ben Presley's kind of a gorgeous man. 
And now uh, he's like a really good looking person. I've just now got this image of Ben Presley in my head. All up there. This is terrible. Like I, this, this, I, I'm going to get in too much trouble for this episode. Um, you have a, uh, a very long-term vision for Magento 2. And you've shared some of that with us. Um, is there anything beyond Magento 2 and Connect uh, that you would see if you could look into your crystal ball um, what are what are areas in e-commerce that just haven't been tri- triumphed over yet? Um, I'll give you an example of the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, in the last 25 years, we've had a paradigm of, of a desktop and computing, right? You have a, mm-hmm. a desktop with folders, and we put stuff in those folders, and maybe there's a briefcase for your work stuff. And it's like it's a weak paradigm that's now actually faded away. You look at your smartphone, yep. that doesn't exist anymore. Is yep. that a desktop? No, it's not. It's a thing with icons. It's it's the thing that it is. There is no real world analog. It's kind of a shame we still have that, right? I know we I know we have shopping carts like commerce software. That's what we have. But you know, the, I think the paradigm is getting a little old of putting stuff in a shopping cart and pushing it to the checkout. And it's like, um, I I think if you could you know prognosticate a bit, what do you think is in the future for e commerce? Not necessarily Magento, but what do you see coming down the pike? Uh, well, of course, I'm going to leave off all the ideas that I'm going to spin off as uh, startups. And <laughs> I would expect that you would do so, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk publicly about those. Yeah. Um, it, that's the thing I love best about e-commerce is you can never master it. It is always changing because mm-hmm. um, I really like the you know, market analysis and research aspect and, mm-hmm. and, and trying to skate ahead of the puck and think about where things are going. Um, I think the most... It's, it's certainly not, uh, I, I'm not going to be novel saying it um, because you already see signs of it, um, but it, it's kind of ambient commerce, right? Commerce that you're kind of already subscribed to and it just happens in the background, mm. right? If you saw, um, did you see the Baby Ness uh, spot that was done? No. What is this? So Baby Ness, you can think of it as like the uh, Nespresso uh, for baby milk. Okay. Uh, for a baby powder, right? And it's it's this internet connected device uh, that takes individual packaged cups of um, baby formula, and it ties in with the smartphone, and it ties in with a scale that can weigh the baby. And so, uh, you know, it's it allows the the parents and I, my kids are are grown up now, so I'm not doing any baby formula. <laughs> but I just think about this thing and was like, wow, that is fantastic. Um, you know, the, the only risk is, you know, you accidentally drop in the coffee sized uh, cup in a, one of those, <laughs> not awake enough to, and, and I know, I, I know that they've already solved for this. They have specific size cups. So that's just my little joke. <laughs> they, the amazing part about this is it, it ties into the scale. So it tracks the weight of the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, parents can update it and the machine knows how much you're using um, and it's keeping account and it automatically can be set up for reorders, right? So now you're no longer thinking about, oh, let me race out to the store and get formula and which one do I need to get? Um, because the machine is, is, you know, knows exactly how old the child is because you've entered some basic profile information and mm. it knows what the nutritional requirements are. And it's just going to order it if you set it up that way. And of course you can set it up to, you know, put, put you in charge to actually click the button and do the order if you want that, but if you kind of want that process to drop away, um, you can set it up that way. And then it's, you know, it, it becomes like the Uber experience, right? Where payments is, you know, you didn't even realize that it happened mm. right? money that 
mystically floats out of your wallet and you didn't even feel it, which, right. which is, which is the best payment experience of all. And, and so the, you know, commerce needs to have that happen in general. And, you know, I don't think things like the Amazon button on every single household object, you know, commodity goes oh, yeah. going to take off. Yeah. That's awful. Uh, Cause I can see my kid running through the house and going, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, I think innovations like that are, are definitely on the way. And, and so the platforms will just be you know, tying into kind of a one-time authentication event. And then that, you know, that commerce can just happen in the background and, and shopping mm. will, um, you know, be much more bite-sized, right? Everybody's moving. You know, shopping is not something you kind of sit down and, and do at your desktop, right? It's something that happens in between, you know, in the commercials or while you're fast forwarding right. your commercials on your tablet, <laughs> right? And, you know, or bite-sized snacking on your smartphone as you're stuck in traffic. Uh, you shouldn't be using your smartphone in traffic. No, don't do that. Definitely. Unless you're, unless you're commuting on the train, which is, you know, very Then it's okay. Responsible. Yeah. Then it's yeah. okay. And then shop away. Yeah. Um, it, or when the person on the train is talking to you and you don't want to talk to them, then you, pick, that's, you right. that's when you shop. go for your bite-sized commerce. That's your, what it, I, so one of the things that I thought was, if there was an if there was a single announcement at uh at Imagine that seemed a bit out of place, right? I would say it was the mobile SDK. Like we no one expected that. Nobody could have ever anticipated that a brand new mobile SDK uh really? yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um if well at least among developers, I would say. Is because we got you guys drinking the responsive web design Kool-Aid or I what? think that's what it is. I think it's it's that. Uh I think the feedback that that you know I I have heard from people is is uh like who needs this right like Amazon and you know uh, I guess Rebecca Minkoff <laughs> is what we're being told she needs yes. it too but you yeah. know who else like major brands need this probably but what it's, I'm seeing is because you you just talked about you know kind of getting out ahead of the puck which I love that phrase I've never heard that um, skating skating to where it'll be right um, yeah. but. Uh, uh, Maybe that maybe you guys are seeing something in in the marketplace that we don't know about yet. Like there, there's you're you're giving people tools, right? You're giving people tools and opportunity instead of dictating how we should be consuming commerce and how how we yeah. should be building commerce. You're giving us the tools to build it for when we want to innovate, and that's yeah. what I think we all forget that you do, right? Yeah. It's not up to you to tell us how to do this stuff. It's for you to give us the tools for us to build it. Yep, that's exactly it. The it, Magento is a platform play and. You know, the best features we deliver are multipliers, innovation multipliers. And the mobile SDK was intended to be that. Right. Um, we had our own mobile product. Um, it was launched with much fanfare and then not really invested in. Right. And, and that was the problem with it. And that's why we've, we've retired uh, that particular offering. Um, but in the grand spirit of Magento, you know, why, why don't we just hand it over to developers? We don't have to build everything ourselves. Right. Uh, so... You know, it's really, it's really a bifurcated approach, right? For I think for the vast majority of merchants, responsive web design makes the most sense. Um, you know, mobile web right. uh, is, you know, only going to get more and more powerful and more app-like. Um, but we're not entirely there yet, um, and and so while that, you know, we wait for that transition to finish, um, and all the research indicated that there's still very rich interaction that can happen with native apps. Right. And, you know, when I looked at who was using our native apps, you know, it was kind of like, you know, half the examples in there were resume builders for whoever was doing it at their company, right? That's yeah. just, 
there is just no value whatsoever for this compared to your website. And, right. and so it was kind of a stopgap until responsive design was in place um, for the majority of them because, you know, 80, what is it? 80% of apps get downloaded and used once mm-hmm. and then never opened again. Um, you know, and that describes a lot of e-commerce apps because they're not built around um, specific use cases, you know? And a great example of this I heard was um, Hermes has an app and that app offers uh, tips and content on how to tie the scarves, right? They're telling you how to kind of get the most value out of that just gorgeous, you know, item that they've created, right? Artisans. I, I just was in their uh, warehouse um, uh, a couple weeks back. That's why it's kind of a fresh yeah. uh, reminder. Love Hermes. Those guys are great. Um, they, you know, they built an app and it makes sense when you're an Hermes. It doesn't make sense when you're, you know, Hermie, uh, the <laughs> you know, community guy that sells socks, right? It's like, you're not, you don't have the brand and people don't have the reason unless you have just brand zealots. If you have brand zealots yeah. you know, that will download your app and do want to use your app and you have a big value prop embedded in that app, like original content or a fantastic experience, then an app makes sense, right? So we were trying to cover the portion of the market where that makes sense. And, and you know, it, we felt it was a genuine need and, you know, ho- hopefully people start building some really cool things with that. Um, well, I see it as a, as the potential, right? Like, like we, everybody's looking at, at under the lens of, oh, well, I, you know, why do I need an app or why does 99.9% of Magento stores in the world need an app? Well, they mm-hmm. don't, right? This is an upmarket play to some degree. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say this, like, maybe they don't all need an app, but maybe there's some interesting, maybe there's an yeah. app that's out there that exists that wants to, you know, implement some sort of like in-store in-app purchase yep. that connects with their merch store or connects yep. with like connects with an existing store that's already out there. And yep. it, this is that. This is what that's, that does, right? Yep. That's that's exactly it. You've just described when it makes sense to right. have an app. Right. That's well, yeah, yeah. It, it, you would. It's not like you're building a, a, a commerce experience. You don't have to build a full blown commerce experience. It could be an in app purchase that is transmitted back to Magento as a point of sale. Exactly. And that's what that's what I think we're you know even even on the developer side. So we've done we've talked about you know uh, how do we get ha- have the have the client or your consumers of your product, which are merchants, have they grokked the product? I don't even know that developers have totally grokked the product, right? Like. And mm-hmm. and that's a challenge because uh, you you know you have a you have a group of really passionate and really motivated developers in this world who love mm-hmm. Magento, but they see Magento one way, right? Yeah. And so that's a challenge. I don't, how do you overcome that challenge? How do you help? How do you help them uh, to get a broader vision of what Magento is trying to accomplish? Uh, is that just imagine? Is it just getting them to imagine and getting hopefully. them? to to realize the breadth of what Magento does now? Well, it's definitely beyond Imagine. Imagine's a fantastic show and the events team, you know, just blows my mind each and every year about how good it is. Um, you know, but it's Magento live events beyond that. Right. It could be meet Magento events even beyond there, right? It's, we need to constantly put kind of the best and brightest of the developers right back out in front of the rest, the next generation uh, that are coming up and challenging. And, you know, I keep seeing these wild use cases and I, and I used to shake my head sometimes when I'm like, you're using Magento for that. And because <laughs> I had that blinder eyed view of, 
you know, no, we are building regimented e-commerce. Right. You know? Like, you know, now I'm like, hey, they built that. And, and you know, it's so, I, I'm just kind of surprised and delighted every time I see some use case that takes Magento beyond, um, you know, what, where it's typically used. Um, that's, that's, all of that is just evidence of the power of the platform. Well, that, that, that's a great place to end. I can't, I can't think of a better way to end it. Uh, yeah. Drops Mike walks away. Do you, uh, can you think of one thing that we've said wrong over the last uh, 50 episodes that you want to correct? Uh, it's more of a problem. Me trying to pick one. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I, yeah, I, I, we get it wrong. I know we get it wrong sometimes. I usually ping you on the side saying, well, you got that wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like I one doesn't jump to mind. Like, well, they really. I but I could go back and you know next time I'm gonna have on. Yeah, I'll, you should I, you should do some homework and then come. I, I should have let you know that I was gonna ask that. Can you send me a ream of paper? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'll let you buy it from my uh, my app on on the iOS store. Ah, it's built on yeah, Magento. Don't worry about the accuracy, right? The the genuineness of the conversations, I think, is what's winning you. Uh, listeners yeah. and and so you know once you research and get too buttoned up you're gonna you're gonna lose some of the magic that is mage talk and and that would be a sad thing so you know as long as you provide me a, a column to uh you know provide some voiceover <laughs> notes of you know, where you stepped on it and then uh then i'll have you yeah you know, well, I, 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 I think the magic too here is that uh somehow we we have some you guys like us enough and you believe in us enough to call us out when you know what I mean? Like you haven't just written us off yet, yet. Yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll happen eventually, but you haven't, nah. you haven't written us off yet. So, uh, I really do appreciate, uh, it. Hey. I, I keep hearing from people on your product team. Um, good. Uh, that, uh, that especially people in the Austin uh, office that they love the show and, yeah. you know, it makes me feel really good when, uh, you know, people who are building this thing, uh, listen to us gossip about this thing um, mm-hmm. I don't kid myself anymore. Like we don't actually, we do very, we actually just talk, we're a gossip show. That's what we do. <laughs> like, right, I used well, to kid myself, but, uh, so uh, let me, let me not, let me not offer one correction then. Yeah. Um, but, but rather one request. Yeah, sure. Which is, um, you know, don't become the TMZ of the Magento circuit, right? Um, d- dial back the snark, uh, when we drop something that, that kind of makes you, your hairs tingle, right? Mm. Um, because, People on my team and and other developers that listen, that that is such validation to them uh, when they hear that from somebody like you guys. So uh, you drop that, and you're going to make days in in Kiev and Austin and L.A. So, um. <laughs> well, I, yeah, we you know we don't really do anything uh, uh, on purpose uh, to you know I I don't I'm not out I to know. ruffle feathers. The, the thing that I'm I'm scared of is like you said I you know, what happens on the show happens on the show. And we've, you know, we don't really edit it at all. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'm scared of, I, I just need to learn, you know, this is, by the way, this is not Kalen that we're talking about. Kalen's like the nicest guy in the world and would never say anything bad about anything. Uh, this is mostly me. I just got to learn. I got, I got to learn when to, sh- you know, shut it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to learn when to button it up. It's um, hard to do when you got such a big megaphone. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah. In many ways, more ways than one. Um, <laughs> Well, I no, I appreciate that too, and and that's why, like, again, it's the value of of the feedback and how much we like really prize um, the input from Magento 
uh, on this. I mean, this is a multi-year investment, you know, on yeah. all of our uh, all of our parts. We I could not be doing the show if Magento hadn't been a thing in late 2007 that I started looking at. And it's been a, you know, it's made us all very successful. Um, so uh, we can't, you know, I, far be it for me to to poop on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 nice thing, if I could give you one last little story, one one yeah. of my proudest moments at the former platform that I was working at, which was which was, you know, some of the clients were fairly well aligned into the Magento segment, but most were were kind of down market from there. Um, but one of the our longer running merchants um, sent me a pic of when she was on vacation. Uh, in Fiji. And, you know, it's just one of those standard Twitter shots of somebody's feet against the, you know, crystal clear waters. And, you know, but she said, you know, thank you. Thank you for building this platform that allows me to have the vacation in a place I'd never thought I'd visit. Right. And that just like crushed me. I was like, wow, like that, that is what we're doing here. That is, you know, whether or not I recognize the opportunity. Um, and, and so I had that on the merchant side um, at that uh company and and now at magento i can have that same experience with merchants and developers and so it's kind of doubly rewarding um so it's that's that's why i come to work each day well i can tell you from as your number one fanboy i'm, I'm president <laughs> of the uh paul bevere uh I, Is there one? yeah there's there's a uh we have a skype group that's um paul bevere lovers um okay. lovers of paul bevere yeah. Can I get some of the merchandising uh, royalties? <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, as a public figure, you you don't own the copyright uh-huh. to your own face. I apologize okay. for that. Um, right. I have I have T-shirts. Uh, Keep calm and Paul Bouvier on. Um, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I break for Paul Bouvier. Yeah, um, all the standard ones. Uh, all of the all the standard ones. But uh, Paul Bouvier from Magento, uh, thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate it. Keep listening to Mage Talk. Uh, go to uh, go to check us out. You can listen to all of our episodes, magetalk.com. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star on iTunes. That helps us out tremendously. And, and uh, hit up our sponsors. And, uh, and uh, keep your ear to the ground. Magento 2 is coming fast. Uh, Merchant Beta right around the corner. Uh, and uh, we just uh, really prize uh, what you guys are doing. So uh, let's all uh, have a great week and build some awesome stuff. Take care, Peace Paul. Out. Later. Bye.